Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Minorities in the Business is brought to you by CTX Fitness. Whether you are a runner trying to get in the gym like myself, a strong man, a power lifter, cross trainer, or just someone trying to get back in shape, CTX is the place for you. CTX is a community with all different kinds of people that would welcome you into your better future. Check them out today at the corner of Edgewater and Lee Road and especially on Instagram. When you go in ready to change the way you handle fitness, ask for Alan and tell him Edwin sent you to get a free week at the gym. CTX Fitness is the place to be for all athletes and regular Joes alike. CTX, strength, fitness, life. Some total, you are now listening to Minorities in Business with Edwin Serrano. What's going on, everybody? You're now listening to Minorities in Business. This is a show dedicated to shedding a light on today's top entrepreneurs, creatives, and industry leaders within the minority community as they share tips and resources to help sustain and grow minority businesses. I have the pleasure of speaking to today's special guest, Phil Wright. Phil is a renowned teacher and choreographer. He created and founded The Parent Jam. He travels the world and brings families and students together to provide encouragement and positivity in each dance studio he instructs in. Phil prides himself on the his ability to motivate and inspire others through dance and public speaking. In the industry, Phil has worked with some of today's top artists, including Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, Will Smith, Cheyenne, MC Hammer, and G-Eazy. What's going on, Phil? Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the show. Man, thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here, and uh, thank you, man. I'm excited, man. What's up? What's going on? Glad, glad to have you on the show. And you're a Florida. I'm based out of. I'm based in Orlando, and you're a Florida native. You know, I'm, I'm happy to have somebody from Florida that's that's doing their thing out in LA. Yeah, Where- man. Um, I actually was born and raised in Miami, Florida, um, and then I about seven years ago, that's when I um, made the big jump to LA. So I, you know. I'm a Florida boy. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> I'm from New York, but you know, I, I transplanted, so I got a rep. I got a rep Florida just a little bit. So. Uh, okay. Oh, you You know what I mean? I got to rep both sides since I'm here. I got to rep a little bit. <laughs> it's all good, man. So I, I gave you the intro, but when you introduce yourself to people, what, what do you say these days? You know, I, I usually just uh, walk up to them and, you know, and introduce myself as me being Phil Wright, you know, um, you know, I've definitely been through the trenches of hard work and struggle. And, you know, um, I, I try to motivate all of my students to, uh, you know, seek happiness through their hard work, you know. And um, I'm, a, I'm the epitome of hard work. And um, coming from Miami, Florida, and making that big jump uh, was very, very, very essential to me and my life and my lifestyle. So, you know. A lot of things that I experience, I try to shed light on a lot of students that I have around me and people around me in general. And you never had a formula where there is, there really is no formula, but what was it like before Phil Wright, Phil Wright before moving to L.A., before getting those jobs at the dance studios? Like, what, How was that like? Paint that picture for us. 
But that life was strictly based on, you know, uh, I actually worked at, <laughs> I had a part-time job at uh, a restaurant serving food, uh, waitressing, uh, waiting tables. And um, I started that. My first job was linked into teaching kids at a local dance studio in my neighborhood. And uh, I started teaching kids, which actually helped me out in the long run because, um, you know, I've come to learn that if you can teach kids, <laughs> you mm. can teach everybody, <laughs> you know. Mm. And if, uh, that that those skills that you develop with the kids are, you know, patience, understanding, and all of that good stuff that's um, translated through your choreography and with a lot of number of different people that you meet as well. So, um, I, I, you know, I've, I've gained that to be an advantage to myself and I'm glad that I started off that way. Um, and you know, now fast forwarding to now, you know, I've been blessed with the opportunity to, to run into different people with all facets of skills and et cetera. And, you know, just the, the struggle that I've been through, has been more rewarding than I could ever imagine. And um, I'm glad that I chose the route that I chose, which was teaching kids and teaching classes within my community and um, inspiring people around me. That, that reminds me because I have a good friend who has his business called Process Basketball, and he trains kids too, like, but in the basketball element, all the way from kids all the way to NBA players. And that's one of the things he talks about as well where – you, you build that patience where you just said you, if you could train a kid or if you could teach a kid, you could teach an NBA yeah, player man. or an elite dancer, an elite person yeah. in their field because that brings so many different elements that you have to go through where you, wouldn't, you don't really have to go through to an, for an advanced person. Right. Absolutely. And you know what? You, you probably will go through it, but you'll have a better understanding of what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like it starts with patience, number one. And, you know, patience go a long way. Not, o- not only with you teaching uh, has to do a lot with your dreams and aspirations, especially with us being minorities in, in this global industry, you know, uh, and fighting our way to the stop, way to the top. You know, it's it's tough, you know, and being a, a single man business owner, you know, I just actually opened my company up, uh, I want to say about two years ago, two and a half years ago, Phil Wright Inc., and it started off as an LLC, and now it's an S-Corp. Um, you know, these are things that I could say that I was never taught, you know, as a young young man. And um, I, you know, unfortunately, I didn't really have a, a solid father figure when I was younger. Um, my mom raised me by herself. You know, she worked three jobs. She came, raised up three children, you know. So these these things that I started to encounter as I grew older, um, you know, I had to sort of self, I was self-taught, you know, and, um, you know, I've, I've come to learn that all the, all the hard work is paying off. So I'm glad to be where I'm at right now. And you said, so you, you, you had, or you, you made it a business a few years ago. Talk about what, what made you want to do that? Because like you said, we're, you, you didn't have that education and most of us minorities don't really have that education about money and pretty much the benefits that can bring to you by having an established, whether it's, an, whether it's an LLC, whether it's a, a corporation, when it comes to tax benefits and, and, and things yeah, like I that. Yeah, you, you, you just want to, you want to be, everyone wants to be official, you know, and sometimes official 
can be misinterpreted by just saying that you're official. Like, you got to put that on black and white, you know, and there's a lot of government ways that we we miss and that we don't do and the procedures that we don't take because it's a long process. And not only that, it's a long process. It, it, it costs money. You know, it costs money to open up your own business. It, it costs money to sustain that business. You know, so those investments, for me, I, what I'm trying to do is create the bandwagon rather than jumping on one. Mm. You know, um, I, you know, I've took out the time to uh, create my business, and I want to leave still a legacy, you know, and I want something to outlive me. And, you know, nonetheless, business names, business owners, businesses that last longer than human vessels. Mm. So, you know, that's what... That's what I'm trying to do uh, with the time that I have on this earth. Well said. How can someone who is invested in themselves like you, like you did early on, stand out in, a, in this market? Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Sacrifice the playing time. Sacrifice the, the comparing. And you know, the reason why I say comparing is because we do a lot of um, comparing, looking at other people and other businesses. But there's a difference between, and we all do it. We all look and compare and stuff like that. But there's a difference between analyzing and comparing. Analyzing mm. are, is like, okay, what can I use? Uh, what can I do to make my company better? And what are they doing that I'm not doing, you know, to better my company? You know what I mean? So, like, those type of things. You know, you got to sacrifice the the time out from just watching, you know, because, you know, believe it or not, that's wasting time. I put in a lot of work, you know what I mean? Um, and if I am watching anything, I'm watching myself, uh, critiquing myself, because the more you watch everyone else's businesses and watch everyone else's progress, you start to realize that you end up being the consumer rather than the producer. Mm. So I do a lot of producing, a lot of working, a lot of, you know, labor, labor work. And then I sit back and I analyze for a quick hot second, and then I get right back to work, you know. So I would say the, the biggest thing that you have to do is sacrifice the the urge to view and watch other people in their own progress. And now you said producing, and one of one of your your biggest productions per se is the Parent Jam. Talk about what that is, and how why is it that it has become so successful? Well, the Parent Jam is successful just because the parents will do anything for the children, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. And one, you know, I obviously am a, a, a teacher, and I teach at numerous amount of, amounts of studios, but. I developed the Parent Jam just because of, you know, it it shares so much light and the 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 instinct and the the root of the Parent Jam um, is happiness, you know, and usually a lot of what's been happening lately in these dance classes and you know, everywhere, we're starting to develop stress more stress than what it's supposed to its purpose to serve, you know. Dancing is a stress release activity. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, something that to bring on stress. So what I want to do is, uh, you know, 
Well, what I am doing is incorporating the parents being involved with the kids. And once you get the parents involved with the kids, now everything starts to loosen up a bit because now the kid is looking at the adult and the adult is looking at the kid and they're smiling at each other, you know, rather than the kids doing a dance class and they're coming home and the parent asking them, hey, how did you do? And they're all down about themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, now the parent has the first, the the best seat in the house because mm-hmm. they're dancing right next to them, you know. And what's, what's cool is that you get to see a lot of the traits that the parent has that transcends into the student, you know. So if the, the student is shy, ultimately the parent is shy as well. And, you know, most of the time, and I say this a lot, most of the time a lot of a par- our parents do a lot of dictating and point the finger but not realize they wouldn't even do what they're trying to tell their, their kids to do, you know. So this gives a better understanding and a more appreciating factor to uh, life, period. And now I put the adults in in a situation where they have to lead by example, you know, and um, with them doing that, some succeed, some fail, you know. But once again, the ultimate goal is is not to see perfection. It's more than often to seek more happiness than anything else, you know. And usually when the parent is, you know, stumbling over a couple steps, usually the kid is laughing or vice versa, you know. Mm-hmm. And Ultimately, at the end of the day, I tell all the kids and all the parents to hug each other at the end of the routine because that's what it's about. It's just nothing but happiness and love. I, I saw that you in a video you were talking about this and pretty much where it was a lot. You would see a lot of the parents in the hallway just on their phones or they would drop off the kids and come back. So you pretty much right. you know, capitalize. And that's where, the, that's where the idea came from because the, the parents would go and drop off their kids and just wait on the outside in the hallways and just kind of like, be on their phones, they answer emails or whatnot. Just killing time. And I thought to myself, I was like, man, how could I get them in class? I want to, I want to incorporate the adults in class. So I said, and someone suggested to me, hey, why don't you just have an adult class? But that, you know, that has been done before, and you know, I just wanted to go a different route, you know. And not to say that I did create the child dancing with the parents, because I did not. It's been going on for years. But I did create the brand, the Parent Jam, and, um, you know, that's something that I'm sticking to. So, you know, I saw the the parents emailing, so I invited them all in class for free, for free that day. They came in, and they had a great time. So then I just, you know, I came up with the name, and I said, okay, cool. Let's do that, and boom. And, and Just like that, that regular class that I was holding, wow. I got the next week, I invited the parents. I got double the income. Mm. Everyone had a great time. No one stressed. I made it a very big, fun, friendly environment feel. And I recorded it. And I, as soon as I got home, it was a hit. Everyone mm. get, went buck wild for it, man. And you said, you know, having a parent class has been done before. And was it was it kind of like a full circle moment? Because I know early on you had the Hot Mamas class. So talk yeah. about how much inspiration did that have on the Parent Jam, and, and was that a, a true full circle moment for you? Yeah, it was a circle moment for me just because back in Miami, I started the Hot Mamas class, and the Hot Mamas class was just just moms with their headbands and wristbands coming in after work, you know, <laughs> just to get some exercise in. 
you know. And, um, you know, when I moved to L.A., I wanted to do it again, but I wanted to revamp it and do a little something a little bit more special. So then that's when I came up with um, the Parent Jam and uh, incorporated the kids. And not only just moms, but dads as well, fathers too, aunties, uncles, neighbors. Mm. Some kids don't even have parents. Some right. kids just have that neighbor that takes care of them right. or, you know, that that older adult that just takes care of them. So it doesn't focus on just parents. It focuses on uh, a tribe of people wanting to bring uh, love together. Mm. And a lot of people move to L.A. with aspirations to become successful. I had an internship out there with Sony Music, so I lived there for a year, and I pretty much got acquainted with it, fell in love with it, mm-hmm. and I wanted to stay. Um, but it is easy to almost disappear once you get to L.A., uh, so how mm-hmm. was it that were, how were you able to stand out? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Once you got out there, did you have a plan already in motion, or was this like, I'm going to pack my bags one way to L.A.? Like, how, how, how did that happen? No, it was very unplanned. I mean, I didn't have the answers to the recipe. You know, I didn't have... I didn't have anything. I had $500 and a girlfriend. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I told her I was moving to L.A. And she was like, all right, let's go. And then we jumped ship. And you, the best the best knowledge is experience, man. Um, you got to fall on your face 10 times before you be able to stand up. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm glad to say that I, I was able to take that leap of faith. But what propelled me throughout the 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 crowd was my self my own self empowerment my own uh determination not you know waiting on anyone to validate who i was as a person or as a business owner or as a choreographer or a teacher etc um you have to believe in yourself especially coming from a minority standpoint um to succeed and once people start to feel your energy they're gonna they're gonna be curious, you know. Curiosity kills the cat, mm-hmm. you know. And um, you know what I did was just uh, I held myself to a high standard. I networked a lot, 
and um, you know, I was nice. <laughs> you know, you can you can <laughs> you can dislike my choreography, you can dislike whatever, but at the end of the day, they'll be like, "Oh, Phil's all right. He works hard." Mm. You know that. You know that's that's all you can say. You know, and you can't you can't hold anything about you know against me with that. But you know, I was taught. You know, one of one of the choreographers told me this a while back when I first moved to LA. Uh, his name is Dante Seven. He said, um, "The the same people that you see on the way up will be the same people you see on the way down. So just make sure that you're nice, mm. just people. You know, period. You know, because we all know that we all know that this is the market. You could be hot one day and not the next. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm I'm very cordial. And if I do have drama that I want to spill, because we all do, we're human. Mm-hmm. I go in my room and I I vent to my girl, and that's it." <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the best way. You talk about, you know, falling on your face. How has a failure or an apparent failure set you up for later success? Uh, you know, it's crazy because now I'm choreographing for two artists right now that I was cut from when I was auditioning for them as a dancer, Wow. you know, um, um, one of them actually, you know, is TLC, TLC I auditioned for, and uh, I got cut right off the bat. But now I don't think that had to do anything with my skill. It was just because I was too tall. But now I'm choreographing there. I, I choreographed some pieces for their tour. Um, MC Hammer, um, I did not, I did not um, audition for him, but I just didn't. I mean, he was my idol when I was a kid, so. I would have never thought I would end up in a position that I am in today. So, um, you know, my, my, um, my work ethic got me there more than anything else. So, um, you know, with the nose that, that you always get, that people always get, that's, it's, it's more of a rerouting position for you to become a better, better choreographer and better teacher or whatever you're doing. And what is your biggest challenge at the moment? Wow. Uh, biggest challenge is eating well. <laughs> <laughs> eating well, um, staying up, you know, up to par on my health. Um, I've been focusing a lot on my, my dental work, my teeth and things of that nature because, you know, work can, you, you know, get very, very extraneous and, um, you know, it can get to be a lot and you forget to eat. You forget to take care of yourself at moments and um you know that's one of the hardest hardest things to deal with is maintaining a sense of livelihood and understanding that health is first because if you know no health you can forget about it you can toss your craft or whatever you want to do out the window so health is the the toughest part for me to deal with yeah i would have to agree too because you said it too like you, you forget to eat and then it just happens that what comes convenient is, you know, a fast food spot on the way to wherever you're going, and then you just give right. in, and, and then nobody, it just... No, no one knows, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, bro, you're getting off of a plane, and they're telling you to eat, like, kale salad and stuff like that, but you can't because it's 3 in the morning, and the only thing that's open is McDonald's. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> you starve to death, or you get a number one with cheese. <laughs> Hey, what are the not so celebrated aspects of what you do? Uh, 
the not so celebrated aspect probably would be um, sometimes the lack of sleep. You know, sleep deprived. Um, uh, yeah, I think that would be the major one. Uh, the lack of sleep and rest. Uh, because you know what, to be quite honest with you, you know, for me, I've been told no a lot. And now I get told yes a lot. You know what I mean? Like, mm. yes, 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 yes. And now I forget, you know, that I have to find that happy medium with myself. So it's it's kind of tough to balance. You know, balancing is probably one of the, the, the main key points of success, too. You know, I was just actually reading up on a document and a, a, a segment where sleep is so important that it affects your work ethic to a certain standpoint if you don't get enough sleep, you know. Um, but, yeah, the not not the most not celebrated thing is the lack of, you know, sleep and the behind the scenes of, you know, what you do. You know, people always see the, the Instagrams and the, the social media posts and stuff like that, but they don't see the, how many hours that you put into it. You know what I mean? They don't mm. see how many um, people you have to pay <laughs> to get things done, mm-hmm. you know. You know, uh, especially with business owners, people don't understand how many taxes we deal with, especially where I live in L.A., mm-hmm. and these taxes out here are outrageous. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people don't see those things, and they go, oh, yeah, you just have a business. It's so easy, but it's not. It's really not. You talk about those things that that make you successful, and they say the first 90 minutes of every day is the key to success. How do you get your day started? My day starts out with uh, checking my emails. Um, That's the very first thing that I do um, because I feel like the key to success is efficiency and how fast you can get things done with quality, you know, Um, and – uh, as soon as I get the emails, I reply to all of them, not just some, all of them, whether it's a yes or a no. But people fail to realize communication is the key, mm. the key, absolute key to uh, networking and um, building your brand. So whether or not, whether or not if you can do the job or you need to postpone or anything like that, Communication needs to be involved with everything with that, you know. So I wake up in the morning, I make sure everything is straight with my health and get my day started. But one of the first things I do is answer all of my emails and uh, my DMs or whatever because I find that to be like an email as well. People are sending DMs now, companies are, you know. So, um, yeah, that's how I typically get my day started. And so what what are you doing to continue to get better and continue to feed that dog? Because it's easy to get comfortable after reaching, you know, that target that you aimed at. You wanted to be a successful choreographer in L.A. and, you know, you've met that goal. But then it's easy to get comfortable. So what are you doing to continue to get better and continue to, to make sure that you don't get comfortable? 
Well, now what I'm seeking to do is not only just be a professional choreographer, but more more like a motivational speaker, trying to strategically plan out my future, um, knowing that my body isn't going to be in that 20-year-old state, you know, and understanding that um, how I can generate money and income without utilizing my body, mm. you know, um, some some teachers and choreographers have to, you know, move their bodies in order to get paid, and I don't mm. want that to happen to me. Mm. So um, I'm trying to strategically plan out to to do that, and that's the way I stay the top dog is because I'm always jumping on a new mountain to, to mm. climb, you know. It's never the same mountain because eventually on the other side, that's when the slope goes down. That is. Two more questions, and we'll wrap it up. What is the title of the current chapter of your life? The title? Ooh. Maturity. Maturity would be the title, just because I know, you know, I feel like in your 20s, you kind of, you're searching for, that thing that you're going to do for the rest of your life. But in my third, in your 30s, I feel like, and I was told this by one of my old bosses, that your 30s are the best years of your life. Mm. And I think it's because that I found something that I was able to be happy with and make money with. And um, I think taking that craft and molding it into something that can propel me to be someone that's more than just a public figure is rewarding. So um, using my craft to be a trampoline to propel me into the atmosphere of, you know, being an a, a idol, being a le- legend, being a, a mogul in this community is major. So, yeah, I would say that, that's what I would say about that. Well said. And last but not least, what does a minority mean to you? Oh, man. A minority for me is, you know, the underdog for me. And not necessarily saying that, you know, we're, we, we are bound to lose, but we're definitely overlooked, you know. And I think as of late, you know, things have been shifting a bit, but minorities you know it's i love the underdog i love i love when people overlook the potential that we have just because of our skin color just because of our ethnicity and i said this to one of my friends the other day i said it's going to take an alien to come from outer space <laughs> to earth for us to realize that we're all the same, mm. you know? And now, all of a sudden, no one's a minority, you know mm. what I mean? And I hate the labeling. I hate the, the categorizing. I hate the I hate that because, you know, we all bleed the same way, you know? Um, externally, we may be different. Our cultures may be different. But, man, look, we all have to sit in that box at the end of the, our ride, mm. you know? So, um Minorities, for me, um, I feel like the system has 
created that word and put it and attached it to us to have some type of standard on top of us. But I don't even like to use that word just because I don't think I don't I don't I don't I don't, I don't reside in that. Mm. You know, I'm a person. I'm a human being. I'm a male entrepreneur, and I'm a successful one at that. So I would never ever ever say. And you know what? To be quite honest. People use that word to we we've we've used that word to add power to it, you know. And once we say that we're a minority, then all of a sudden we we attach all of our accolades to that. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. I did this. I did that. I did this. And I'm a minority, you mm. know. Mm-hmm. But in reality, you're, you're just another human being. You know, you, you don't have to say that. And I'm a minority just to just to make yourself feel good of what you've done in your work ethic. To put yourself you know? in a different so, category, yeah. It yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And it's it's you know I I use it that way too, you know? But only because I've been labeled as that. Mm. You know? Yeah. So you wanna give me that label, I'm gonna turn it and flip it on you. Absolutely. You know? So I tell my students all this all this all the time to them. I said, a hammer can knock someone upside their head and put them in the hospital and give them a concussion. But that same hammer can build a house. Mm. So um, that's what I say about that. And, you know, well, that, that's my take on it. That's, that's pretty much the essence, the essence of this podcast. You know, I'm, I'm trying to celebrate minorities and then build that house so that we know we can all come into and things like that. So Phil, right. I, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. Any last words? No, man, just thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys. Uh, make sure that you go follow on Instagram, uh, The Parent Jam. That's T-H-E-P-A-R-E-N-T-J-A-M. Um, the Parent Jam is about to be something major. Um, yeah, you know, legally I can't speak on it, but it's going to be something that's going to change the world globally. Uh, you can also follow me on uh, Instagram, which is Phil underscore right underscore. And also on my uh, YouTube channel, um, you can follow me, just type in my name and then uh, you can subscribe there, but thank you for having me, I appreciate you guys and I appreciate you and good luck to you and your podcast. Thanks man this has been another great episode of Minorities in Business where we inspire the minority to become the majority I am Edwin Serrano and thank you so much for listening Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.